0: Hey there, welcome to another episode of Say Something Interesting, the follow up podcast from East Lake Tri Cities that kind of. Re, uh, re-talks about the message, but also just provides additional content, because right now what you're looking for in life is just more content from Eastlake, and uh, we're here to answer that question. By we, I mean, my name is Brent, and with me is my friend Megan. Hello. And uh, we are up in our recording studio at the Uptown Theater, and uh, it's it's uh, it's been pretty pretty lonely around here lately, so we appreciate you guys listening in and kind of doing your part in all of this. Megan, how you holding up?
1: Doing all right. Yeah. Just- Kind of trucking along.
0: Uh, for those of you who haven't been around the Uptown Theater lately, because I, why would you if you weren't coming <laughs> to Eastlake? Um, not that there's not good shops around here. They're just all closed, so it doesn't yeah. matter. Uh, except one of them's not closed, Megan. Denny's has been open for takeout, obviously, with all of the restaurants, and good for them for Mm -hmm. staying open. Uh, And then with this new patio directive, right, 50% of outdoor seating or whatever the percentage is of outdoor seating in Phase 1.5, I've seen a lot of restaurants continue, you know, do their stuff because they have outdoor patios, which is awesome. Um, However, the Denny's that is on the corner (laughs) of Williams and George Washington Way does not, did, excuse me, let me change that, Yeah, did not have outdoor patio seating until they put up some chicken wire fence, move some, <laughs> move some tables outside, and literally set up the same pop up tent that we used camping this last weekend, <laughs> and have been serving moons over my hammy outdoors to desperate people who do not want to eat their eggs and ham at home. Uh, Which leads me to the question, Megan: What would it take for you to eat outdoor? Because there's there's a I drove by this morning. Yep. there was a couple out there eating without the shade like out in the open sunlight now i know it's it's like 9 30 in the morning right so it's not like blazing hot but uh obviously that table's gonna be there all day and there's not gonna be any shade there what would it take for you to eat denny's food denny's cuisine in full sunlight outdoors during a pandemic
1: um probably an obscene amount of money if
0: i gave it to <laughs> if i said i will pay for your lunch today no and you you wouldn't go eat there for if I paid for your lunch no. and I, I didn't care like, I'll what go you.
1: home and eat my own lunch <laughs> I can make eggs and ham at home probably better than at Denny's so
0: <laughs> I just thought I, I was watching them this morning going is this like because uh, if you're doing it because if it's like a sense of adventure like I'm taking a risk like I could go cliff diving <laughs> or I could eat at Denny's during a pandemic then like that's one thing like good for you for like risking you know Whatever. If it's like, no, I really, really enjoy their food and the quality of their food, then I just, I have more questions, I guess.
1: Yeah. Well, and or it's if it's like, because like... I'm
0: bored, I'm like, let's find you some other things to do, people. It's on the
1: corner of two fairly busy streets. So it's not like an enjoyable outdoor. Oh, yeah. The scenery is not either. like I'm overlooking the Columbia yeah.
0: River. <laughs> I'm not at Bookwalter with the fire pits and all the cool, yeah, like, it's... live music or anything like that. Yeah. I
1: mean, kudos to them for figuring it out. Hey,
0: I have no problem with Denny's being like, hey, I don't know if this is ever going to work, but we're going to throw this out here.
1: I mean, people have been sitting there every time I've driven by, so.
0: I know. It's so (laughs) crazy to me. It's so crazy. So anyways, Mm, uh, that is not our something interesting, but it is (laughs) happening in life, and it makes me giggle every time I turn the corner. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Anyways, how was your week, Megan?
1: It was good. I didn't do anything. Last week was really tough because we didn't have service and i completely lost track of all time and space yeah and I did provide a little structure like i don't know what any day is yeah any time
0: yeah we uh we took the kids up camping at ferret state park in idaho and did the Silverwood thing for uh, a couple days there. And they had a blast. Um, the camping spot was just amazing. If you've never been... If you're an outdoor camper, you probably have already heard of Farragut. And you're like, Brent, I can't believe you're just now finding out about this. But <laughs> the swim area was awesome. The space was cool. So, And it's always just fun to get out, outdoors and sleep under yeah. the stars a little bit. And my yeah. goodness, the stars were out. It was amazing. It was
1: Apparently there's like a big really comment. Great. That is visible. Oh, really? But I don't. I haven't ventured out see it, to see anything yet. But so.
0: I don't even know what I'm looking for. I'm always sure. like, "There's the big." <laughs> I'm always like, "There's the Big Dipper," and then I turn around. I'm like, "There's the Big Dipper."
1: <laughs> can you find Orion's Belt?
0: Oh no, oh. the three stars. That's a winter.
1: Like, so Orion's Belt is usually a winter constellation. But yeah, I can always find Orion's Belt.
0: Yeah. No, I. Uh, no, I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I was never never any good at that. So. Um. <laughs> So, and don't say you didn't do anything because we did something very exciting as a staff issue. That's true, we did. We, we started a thing a couple of weeks ago. Um, uh, what's, what's the title that we call it? I don't know. Something what you worth watching. It. That's what it is. <laughs> something worth watching. Instead of just asking each other, you know, uh, at, as you do uh, to your friends, like, hey, so like, I'm freaking. And let's
1: be clear we're, this is a staff thing, but our staff is three people. Oh yeah, yeah, that I, are like I, present right Yeah, 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 so. yeah, No,
0: please, it's not like a a com- communal uh, big thing. Um, yeah. No, it's it's uh, it's Andrew, myself, and Megan, and then over Slack a couple of other people, but who yeah. are not physically present in office. They just kind of somehow got our Slack credentials and and <laughs> uh, keep talking to us on yeah. it, and we don't kick them off. So. Um, we talked about, Hey, instead of asking you, what are you watching right now? We said during, we do a staff lunch on Monday we do staff meeting and then we do staff lunch. We order it in obviously now cause we can't go out anywhere. Uh, and for a while there we were just eating lunch and just like staring at each other cause we just got, you know, it, there's nothing to talk about. <laughs> this really
1: was born out of Brent being like, I can't sit here and talk to these people yeah, anymore. <laughs> yeah.
0: Part of it. I need, to, I need to do something. I need, and my wife can vouch for that. I have to have something to do while I'm, while I'm doing Let's, uh, every, every week, each staff member, uh, well, not every week, but like we're going to rotate it through and one staff member gets to pick something that we have to watch. And it has to be an hour or less because we don't want to like waste our whole day. It's not a movie. We're talking about a show or like a documentary or something or a piece of something, uh, to be able to, uh, kind of go through together and watch and kind of create a common vernacular so that we can have like inside jokes and laugh about the same things and, and really also get to know each other based on your choice of what you think is funny because as we figured out what Andrew thinks is funny what Brent thinks is funny and what Megan thinks is funny are <laughs> three different very I paradigms. picked
1: something that isn't even like
0: and it didn't have to be funny it was just interesting yeah. it was something worth watching was the qualifier <laughs> I, I want to get done like with it and be like please is do this that worth I was watching? like
1: I don't want to pick something I know they won't like right so I like filtered it all through that Andrew and Brent had zero of that in them so they were like we're gonna watch whatever I want to watch
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, what was mine? Well, I don't remember what a
1: documentary I documentary now. That was Eric's, wasn't it? No, Eric's was that mine? Is a podcast.
0: Oh yeah, you're right. Mine was documentary now, which is on uh, Netflix, mm-hmm. and is uh, Fred Armisen and uh, Bill Hader doing fake documentaries. Uh, and we watched the one where they're in a band, and it was it was funny. It I was like funny. Bill Hader and Fred Armisen at in, in anything. They mm-hmm. could be chewing gum, and I'm I'm watching. Um, you did a show called uh, One Versus Hundred. No, one hundred humans. humans. One hundred humans. That's mm-hmm. what it was.
1: It's like a big sociological experiment that. They did. They filmed, and their,
0: specifically, like, the episode was age, like age. Yeah, the different age group yeah. generations. How do they react against technology and figuring out and, escape room well, stuff? Well, and, and like
1: the idea was like, what's the best generation, right? But right. So right. I mean, it's like pseudoscience for sure. But yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. They know a camera's involved, <laughs> yeah. so they're they're playing yeah. to the camera, yeah. which is fine. Eric's was a documentary on oh, no, a um, podcast. Yeah, Gregor, poc- yeah, yeah.
1: I don't remember. I don't remember what it was about.
0: Probably wasn't worth listening Gregor, to if I can't remember. Was what's it the
1: guy, like the main guy? Rager? Moby Gregor and Moby. Those are the two. Yeah, it was about Moby and some sort of oh, situation. oh, Moby
0: the artist. Yeah. Yes, yes. Moby had given what was um, it called, some though? CDs. Uh, it was, I don't know, it was episode three of, of some podcast. But Moby, the, the artist who we never have heard of, hasn't made anything new in 20 <laughs> years. And then Eric pulls this up, and anyways, that's just Eric, classic, yeah. like. Fringe. Nobody else would know anything about this, and, and I'm totally into it. And it was entertaining. It yeah. was great. All right. All of that build up to yesterday. <laughs> we knew Andrews was going to be the most interesting because by far, Andrews is the most interesting character that we have on staff. 100%. Um, nuanced, interesting, w- odd. Yeah. Um, but I don't in, know. Like
1: a, in like a fun way. Oh,
0: in like a lovable yeah. way. You love yeah. the guy, right? Um, he's editing this podcast, so I have to say all nice things about him or else <laughs> he'll put like mouse squeaky voice on my voice or something like that. <laughs> Um, we figured out what it was going to be just because of his taste in, like, when I asked him, what'd you do this weekend? I watched anime over the weekend and I, I would be like, anime?
1: Yeah. Yesterday I asked him, I didn't ask him what we were watching. I said, what anime are you going to watch?
0: We knew it was going to be anime. (laughs) Uh, when was the last time in your life you watched anime?
1: Oh man. Uh, like I am don't know that I could honestly say I've watched a full anime. Yeah,
0: intentionally, like sat down to watch it. I can't recall a time ever.
1: Maybe like a Pokemon episode? Does that even count, though?
0: Uh, Maybe. If that's the case, my kids have been, Grayson's been watching Pokemon, so.
1: But I don't even know that that counts, honestly. Yeah,
0: I don't know. It's been a long time. I've never watched like a
1: non-kid anime. Yeah. I'll say that. So, Be- so we grabbed
0: yesterday. um some chicken fried rice, and we went down into the main theater, and we had watched anime on the big screen and uh there was like a short that had to do with a cat, and I thought that's all we had to do. It was like five minutes, and I was like, <laughs> that was fine, I'm good." and then he goes, "Oh, that was just a what a teaser, a trailer no, so, uh, he,
1: so he that was for you because you have cats. I don't know why he showed us that one, but um, he showed us like two videos from like his favorite anime artist
0: oh oh that's what it was because this is one that he made so when he was one, in high the,
1: school so the one the short one that we yeah. watched was like him What like one of his first ones that he did in college and then the the actual like hour long film that we watched is one of Andrew's favorites
0: yeah and it wasn't I don't think it was quite an hour but it was it was yeah. a while mm-hmm. would you like to try and provide <laughs> the story just give like the plot line
1: okay so okay <laughs> Yeah. First of all, it's really beautiful. Like it was beautifully illustrated.
0: The gra- the the like graphics, graphics wise. wise. Yes, yeah. it was.
1: Um but so it's like a high school kid and yep. he, 15 years old. 15 years old. He's not very happy with his life. He wants to make shoes. Yeah. So on rainy days he lets himself skip school. And then he meets this woman at the park and then they like develop this relationship. And spoiler alert, at the end you find out she's like a teacher at his at school. At his school who got accused of having a relationship with a different student. And was on probation. not true, but she was on probation.
0: And then got back to work.
1: And then ended up developing this relationship with this student.
0: 100%. And
1: at one point, they were, like, confessing love to each other. other, And I was like, this is not appropriate. Out loud
0: vocally, (laughs) Megan is shouting at the screen as a teacher herself, going, inappropriate, don't do it, don't get up from that table, don't say those. It was so awkward and it ends how you want to describe the ending like
1: I mean they like don't I mean they cross emotional lines but not yes. physical lines I guess I'd say. Right. Um and it ends with like them being separated and like
0: and him graduating and, high school and yeah. then kind of opening and, like, the door for a future like, relationship.
1: Oh, maybe I'll go see her sometime, yeah.
0: It was it's the most bizarre.
1: Yeah. I mean, if like it was a pretty standard love story arc. Yes. But I was like, "Oh."
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then the immediate question is, Andrew, why did you make us watch this one? What What is going on here? I don't understand. But uh. Oh man, so something worth watching. Uh, I think it's. I don't uh, even know
1: what it was. I don't remember what it was called. Yeah, you have to I ask don't you, remember
0: Drew. what it is either. But it's been it's been a fun fun deal, and my turn's coming up again here pretty soon because <laughs> the rotation's pretty small. So. <laughs> I got I to start thinking of something. All right, we should probably dive into yeah. our, our message talk. We kicked off a new series this week called Summer Remix. Um, and it's the idea behind the series has been I've been doing this for 10 years now. I think I've, I did the math on it. If I basically average things out, it looks like about just over 400 sermons. Um, That's which a lot. Feels like a lot to me. That's a lot of term papers that are turned in. And then to like pick a few that were like kind of. Uh, so the the point was pick a few that are older, like at least four years old or older, so that it's not like you just heard this. Something that we were doing while we were at Southridge, um, things that like stood out to me as as kind of um, memorable in terms of uh, either feedback or just personal. I, a couple of them I just personally liked. Maybe it, they didn't go over well. Maybe I feel like I didn't deliver well in the process, but like the content was good. I just, the delivery is bad. Um, and then to try and rehash some things and see how your thinking has changed. And that idea of reconsideration has been a big, a big thing for me in the last couple of months, Uh, a book that I mentioned referenced in the talk, um, all things reconsidered and just really just in life going, um, you know, you get a chance to always, uh, think, rethink about what you thought about and giving permission for people to backtrack on what they, said they believed a while ago and not necessarily holding them to it. Cause we all change and we all go through different experiences and those experiences shape our feelings about things. And we, it's okay to be like, I like this and now I don't, or I didn't like this and now I do. I mean, people do that in faith all the time. Like I, I got a letter recently of, Hey, I was a Christian for a really long time and now I'm really struggling with my faith. And I, I'm, I'm walking, I'm, I think I'm walking away, but I don't really know. I'm not like anti-faith, but I just don't know, you know? And so it's a reconsideration point. And, uh, why couldn't we do that on a, on a more personal level with this? So I took a uh, talk from a series we did called Asking for a Friend. It's about Nicodemus coming to Jesus at night in John chapter 3. And just the—I I, love this story because I thought about the power dynamics at play with somebody of power coming to somebody who is up— somebody who has established power coming to somebody under the shroud of darkness who has upcoming power or growing influential power um, recognizing that it's awkward for both of them that this is taking place, but he can't, like, good for him for not being like, I'm stuck in my ways. I'm reconsidering my own personal journey. And yeah, I didn't come to you on your terms and on your turf. Well, it was his turf. He, Nicodemus came to Jesus. But um, but uh, I, I love that idea of him having something to, like, if I sign on for this and this goes south, I have more to lose In this, because I think of that a lot of times, even in the church world, when you think about, or I think about, um, there are people of influence in our community, and if they ever came to church, right, or made church a priority for them like the 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 people the credibility that that would offer to you as an organization but then also the number of people that would follow just based on influence and we've had some of those people in the past i mean i could point out families who are only here because this other family decided that we're going to make east like home and i'm super thankful for those families obviously um and just the 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 person who's in a position to realize that as well cuz i think that there are people who that would be true for them even if they didn't realize it. They don't know how influential they are. They come and they're like, and now all of a sudden people come. But then there are people who have that influence to the level that this is a big family decision for us um, because if we steer these people the wrong way, they're so new in their faith that this could be, you know, we could really be doing some damage instead of keeping them in a in a safe place that they know but maybe isn't challenging them enough or whatever. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know what 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 was your take on kind of those sort of power dynamics at play?
1: know, I didn't think about those that much in the talk, oh honestly. okay <laughs> <laughs> I think those interest you more i, I than yeah, me. maybe but that's true. um, but it is like it's true like when you look at the people who come to Eastlake, they come to Eastlake because someone else they know comes to Eastlake by and large, and so you see
0: the cards yeah. I mean you know I mean. It's they might like, check it out because of a mailer, but yeah,
1: like maybe they their interest is peaked because of a mailer or they'll come because of a mailer. But ninety percent of the time,
0: the reason they stay is the reason they, know they somebody. stay is
1: because they know somebody yep. or they get a mailer and then someone they know talks about coming to Eastlake and then yep. they come to Eastlake hundred percent. Right? um and so just that like, and it's true when you have someone that has power and influence. And especially if you're someone in the community that knows you have those things, you really need to be careful about where you're putting your name on because you know that's going to have an impact on other people. So um, I think we've been lucky here at Eastlake that we've had a number of people with who are pretty big community influencers um, who've really been supportive and outwardly supportive of our church. And so that really changes how, um, how our numbers grow and how our influence in the community is, too. Because
0: so. we've never been the type of church— that is like, and I've grown up with these churches. All right, everybody. Write down 10 people that you're going to invite to Easter this week. Uh, make sure you call them. Wear your t-shirts. Give out your, you know, here's some. Here, um, we've done like touch cards and invite cards. But like it's always, I've always done it with like a, uh, I know this isn't going to work or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I just, I, I hate the, I, I loathe manipulation on so many levels that. If, if there's any other way to kind of do it. But I do want people to hear about us. And so it's like, it's always this dance of marketing, right? I'm always getting pushed by certain members of our board to be like, more marketing, more marketing. I'm like, I don't know. If they like it, they'll invite their <laughs> friends. But, you know, whatever. I, I don't I don't know. But yeah. I, I understand you need to get it out there to pr- start creating conversations and being mm-hmm. a catalyst for those conversations. So it's like this weird dance that we have. But It's true.
1: I mean, the mailers are pretty, our biggest marketing, I think our biggest... In terms of marketing, our biggest bang for our buck kind of situation. Right. Just, I don't know why, but everybody, I think maybe if you're looking for something and the mailer comes through your mailbox, you're like, oh, this is different or this is
0: And I, I do think it's interesting. I, and I didn't bring this up in the talk, but I had it in my notes and I removed it, um, was I think the reason this is so, it shows up early in John and really only in John um, about this meeting. Um because again john's the time that John is writing his letter is the latest of all the four gospels. He's trying to make sense of why this thing took off and why Jesus is such a high christological uh figure or or that's not not the right term but um like who jesus was is is more than a teacher. it's this right, and a lot of the early converts to Christianity were former Um, Judaism people like so like Jewish people like that's that was the highest level of the the closest you could be. So that's the the shortest stretch to be able to kind of cross the line and, and do that. They were most in line with it. And a lot of the former Pharisees, as you'll see in like the Jerusalem Council in Acts chapter 15, are former Pharisees. Mm. Um, and that's exactly who Nicodemus is. And he's not named in the Jerusalem Council, but it's people like him. And so it's almost as if John is trying to say, even before Jesus died, there were people like this who were interested in him, but they did it covertly. Like, yeah, that because. Was-
1: by and large, I'd say in the Gospels the Pharisees are like the nemesis right?
0: oh absolutely and so yeah
1: it's so it's interesting more to, than the
0: Sadducees, which outnumbered yeah. the Pharisees and had more power and influence um but yeah, the Pharisees, for whatever reason, got like the this they're the they're the evil empire, they're the yeah. ones that are highlighted the most in it, but I think part of it is because they're the ones who afterwards were the most or some of their group were the most committed to the cause after that. Like even the Sadducees didn't, you don't read a lot about famous Sadducees who became Christians afterwards. It was mostly famous Pharisees. And Mm -hmm. I think that was kind of a piece of it. But
1: Very interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, And obviously the money and the influence and the power. He had the influence to be able to go to Pilate and ask for the body of Jesus. and, And afterwards, he, like many of the disciples, had sort of, that transformation you see, you talk about pre uh, crucifixion Peter and the difference in personality between his tibidness uh, you know, tibidness as a as a disciple pre crucifixion, and then post resurrection he's standing on tabletops in the courtyard saying, "You all killed him," and you know, you need to repent and do this, right? You talk about the transformational th- act of all of that. And you see that beginning to take place and somebody who initially comes at night and then eventually goes to pilot and says, actually, that was somebody who I followed if I could have a special favor and call it in. Yep. Um, all of a sudden, like, how do you explain that change? That's the that's the big piece of it. So mm-hmm. what were some of your takeaways? on?
1: Um, I think I was ta- I was like struck by. um the way you ended it, the, like God doesn't compare us to others. So why do we like compare ourselves to others? That just that idea of like our, like God is asking us for more always so we can like try and bridge that gap, which we're never going to be able to bridge, but he doesn't come, like, it's not a comparison to other people. Like I'm looking at you in your heart and yourself, and I don't look at you compared to others. And, um, I think particularly in our society now, that's a big Thing that we do all the time is like oh how am I compared to that person how are we doing um but that's not how God looks at us and that's not how he thinks about our life and our like moving forward so
0: yeah yeah and the the idea behind that was Jesus is illustrating a radical change that is required uh to which Nicodemus <laughs> responds with you know like that whole I'm gonna incorporate humor because it's awkward and I don't know what you mean um, and then Jesus, I didn't go into it, but re-ups. So he talks about born from above, and then goes into it even further in terms of it's going to be something that is going to change. It's going to be a radical change that you can't self-initiate or self-fulfill. It's going to be done through you, you know, to to you through you, all that kind of stuff. Um, it's like a, a new a new birth, a new life, a new this, a new spirit, a new all of these things, all of this language, and so there's this call to obedience, there's this call to do something with it, but then there's also, like, you see him, and just the way that he continued to love Nicodemus with where he was at, didn't chastise him in that way, but was just calling him more towards it, and that is really a true picture, I think, of Christianity, like, I have something for you, I want you to be better than you currently are, um, but I also have grace for for the, and, and mercy for the what you know you ought to do and what you actually find yourself doing. Yeah, and I hope that you live, and I hope that we live, and I hope that I live personally. In I want God, I want to, I want to shore that up, not because I don't need more of your mercy and more of your grace, um, but because that just feels like the appropriate response to that type of love. When you, when yeah when my, when Kylie goes, um, you're you're not acting. Like a, a good husband should act in this marriage, <laughs> and I'm gonna have mercy and overdo my responsibilities as a wife. I don't, uh, the appropriate response is, Kylie, thank you so much. Keep doing all of those things because I'm not gonna change. Yeah, that's not the appropriate right? yeah.
1: <laughs> The appropriate response is, oh, thank shoot. Thank you
0: for <laughs> filling that gap between what I ought yeah. to do and what I find myself doing um and i'm fine with i'm fine with where it's at right (laughs) (laughs) well clearly you are because that's how you're acting um my the proper response is thank you for filling that gap or at least being willing to fill that gap i'm gonna do my part to shore that up and actually become the type of puzzle we've talked
1: about it before the like the mercy is kind of a call right like like i'm gonna i'm gonna fill whatever gap you're gonna have because i'm God and I know you're going to have some gap between what I'm calling you to and what you're able to do, just because of sin and all of the things that are in this broken world, right? Yeah. Um. But the call is to like your life is going to be better if you're striving towards the actions that I've called you to, right? Yeah. If you are working to meet the demands of being a Christian. Yeah. And so, um, like it's not. It, again, it's that like. Well, you talked about a lot of churches are like the demands, the demands, or the mercy, the mercy. It, it's an and both. It's a like you are, de- you Christ demands you to be better than you were, but he also is going to fill whatever gap you're going to have. Yeah. So with his mercy and his love.
0: Yeah. And the point that you brought out is oftentimes when it comes to the mercy or the goodness of how good I am. We are quick to point out. Well, I don't need as much mercy as that person. Yep. Or I, you know, that comparison thing. And it's like, no, no, eyes on you. Like focus. Well, and
1: like that's twofold. So one, like you don't have to compare yourself to someone that's better. Yeah. But two, God is not comparing you to other people. Right. So if you are not doing better than you were. Or if you're not like if you're like, oh, I'm good, I can just rest in God's mercy, like that's not it either, right? Yeah. You're being called to something different. You're being asked to be better, asked to do more, asked to grow, asked to learn. Like those are the things you're being asked to do. I think that's
0: a good perspective to keep in mind too, because I don't we you and I both grew up in Christian homes, right? So our tendency probably would be to um and we and you know lived lived under uh religious authority's been a part of a church probably our entire life right our tendency would be to uh, uh talk ourselves into looking down and 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 saying well at least i'm not as bad as somebody else oh, 100%. that's our competition right <laughs> whereas somebody who didn't have the upbringing that we had or the the thing their temptation would be to say i'll never be as good as so and so and to both things this is there's a response of stop that you you don't need to compare yourself to somebody else. So in that way, we've been kind of privileged righteousness a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, therefore what, what do you, you know, that's to, to just focus on that is to ignore a completely other side of things of people who go, I'm trying to make it work, man. I, I've I'm wrestling. I've got am wrestling demons that you have no idea of, right? So when you say let's not look down to other people and compare ourselves negatively to them, they're like, <laughs> don't worry, I never do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's not my issue. That's not my problem. Uh, it's something uh, yeah.
1: wor-
0: worse, quote unquote, worse than that. You know. But anyways, I
1: know. But it, that that idea that God has eyes only for you, and that's true for every single human on this planet, right? Yeah. Yeah. When He looks at you, He only looks at you. So that was kind of the part I was got it. Talking about.
0: You got a list on your phone. Anything else on there no, that you that want to was talk about? it. Okay.
1: Just a couple of points about that.
0: Good. Well, I'm excited for this series. Yeah. Um, it's, I have uh, a question about this. Yeah.
1: How much rewriting are you doing?
0: That one was <laughs> uh, probably like maybe 50%, okay. maybe 25%, something like that. Um, obviously, the text doesn't change. So it's still John 3. You're still walking through some of that um some of the stuff at the beginning obviously the retelling of the story was different and um uh I felt like I didn't make clear the transition between what um Nicodemus is this is why I picked this one I thought the story was so good and then then um the transition to how that plays out in terms of comparison and mercy and grace was like it felt like almost two separate sermons the first time I did it and I thought "Ah, I think that's the same I think I'm saying the same thing I just don't think I said it right so as I was rewriting it I tried to be like I need to connect those two things a little bit better and hopefully that happened so yeah um should be a fun series I'm excited about it and any uh, I would love to hear offline you don't have to think about it now was there anything that you remember hearing at Southridge that you would feel like this would be something worth I'll think about it doing so yeah no pressure now because uh, oftentimes, Do you want I don't to know what I remember I about most
1: about Southridge is there was like a period of three or four months where you talked about circumcision almost every week. Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> hot bun.
1: We used to, at,
0: at Southridge we used to play word of the day. Do you remember that? Did you ever show up for pre-service prayer? Uh, no,
1: I don't think I did. Okay,
0: pre-service, we'd do a little huddle before you know mm-hmm. we'd set up everything. We'd get done at 9, 10. At 20, ten, nine twenty. We'd do a pre-service huddle before people started showing up, and we'd do like a last-minute check-in with everybody. Do a quick prayer, you know, rah rah rah. We still do a huddle even right yeah. now, uh, but uh, I
1: think I was there a couple of times, but I don't remember. Pre- I don't remember the word. So then
0: of the I day. would ask people, uh, just oh, no, as a challenge, a hey, give me a word <laughs> that I have to incorporate into my talk somehow. That uh, 90% of the audience won't – my goal is that they wouldn't even notice that I added it in there. Um, And then if you – that was like a kudos for showing up early and setting up. You get like this insider joke about what was happening. And I remember it had to do several times early on with circumcision or (laughs) when I would go down that series, it would be along that line. We stopped playing because I was not very good at the game and I kept forgetting to put the word in. (laughs) And then Luke McDowell specifically yeah. would come up and be like, you forgot the word. You forgot the word. <laughs> and uh, so then I was like, eh, all right, we haven't done in a while, but maybe we'll reincorporate that. That's kind of fun. Uh, all right, let's jump into yeah. our something interesting. Do you want to go first? Sure.
1: Um. So I, this week, I don't know if you so
0: let me preface this too. So if you're like new to this podcast because you have like <laughs> just found Eastlake online or whatever else, one welcome. This yeah. is uh, we're glad that you're here. Uh, we try and incorporate something at the very end that has nothing to do with what we previously talked about. Just something that has entertained us, uh, something that we have found interesting, something that we read, watched, or done, and uh, so that and we spend a couple of minutes highlighting it. And then you know follow us on social media and you'll see links to actual steps for what that looks like, or just Google it yourself. And figure I mean, it out. occasionally, all right. Go ahead.
1: Um, I don't I don't know if you need context for this, but I'm going to give it anyway. Um, So I'm been in the process of like thinking about getting a second tattoo for quite a while. Um, And the I have this Hebrew word that I really want to get tattooed. Um, It's hesed, But I like don't just want the word. I'm like I've been trying to figure out exactly like how I want it to look and recently I saw a picture I was like so occasionally I'll like go through Pinterest and like troll tattoo pictures or things like that right um and I saw one where there was like a flower background with like Hebrew words written in it and I was like oh that's cool so I was like oh I wonder like But, you know, I want the flower to be meaningful. I don't want it to be just, like, it needs to have meaning for me to get it permanently inked into my skin. Um, And so I was, like, looking at flower meanings, and I stumbled upon this thing called floriography, which is the language of flowers. And there's an actual book that was written in Victorian times. There's actually several. So in the Victorian era, um, when they had to have their emotions constipated, they would um <laughs> <laughs> they would like commu- secretly communicate with each other with flowers. And so they had like flower meaning dictionaries. And you would like send bouquets to people, um, and they would mean different things. Roses so,
0: mean I love you. Uh
1: well Carnations it depends on the I color. Like
0: yeah, but I, that's the kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, it's yeah. like that kind of right.
1: stuff. Like um some are like rage, some are like most of them are this affection. is my rage, flower. yeah. Most of them are like I about sent you a the goat type... head, <laughs> right? Yeah, I want to that... poke you. <laughs> um, so yeah, most of them are like some sort of love thing, right? Um, so yeah, that's the, the language of flowers, and just like so, most of our like modern day understanding of flower meaning comes from the Victorian era in this time when people used flowers to actually like send legit messages like they would make a bouquet and it would like have a ton of different like that's hilarious that's great it. yeah um and so yeah I, I have
0: been sending mixed messages to my wife for the past <laughs> 15 years then not that i buy her a lot of flowers uh, she can vouch <laughs> for like, that but like
1: flowers do you buy her I
0: whatever's available at costco <laughs> i'm probably saying all this stuff about you know Well,
1: unless she has a like flower meaning dictionary she probably doesn't know wow well. so that's the next um, purchase. But my, but through that process, I found out that, um, one of June's birth flowers is the honeysuckle and, um, the honeysuckle means bonds of love or like <gasps> constant affection or I things said. like that. So, um, I was, so I'm kind of thinking maybe doing something with a honeysuckle, Yeah, but
0: yeah. And the Hebrew word has said and means kindness. Has, yeah. And the Hebrew word has people.
1: said means like, um, love God's loving faithfulness, loving kindness.
0: Yeah. So. That's awesome. Yeah. I like it. Good deal. Uh mine is not nearly as loving and caring. <laughs> Mine is like the opposite of that. Um, Ross Douthat uh, is a opinion writer for um, the New York Times and wrote today about the ten theses about cancel culture. And uh, he's, uh, I, I've always enjoyed his writing. He's kind of snarky. He's Catholic. He's he leans conservative, but it, he writes for the New York Times, so how, you know whatever. Um, and uh, it's, it's that idea of. The, the nuance about he tries to tackle like what is cancel culture because you can't throw it out there because you know it's it's it was really interesting and and um uh how it's changed as a result of the internet in terms of its scope and its reach, how it's about how it's different from first amendment rights because it has to do with unemployment and or uh, employment issues and and all of those things um and I don't know there's just a couple other things on there that I thought was uh interesting because I feel like it's a current topic of the yeah, day. Yeah, well, we've talked know. about cancel culture yeah, a few times. Absolutely. Podcast, and so. you, you, I want I do think that there should be ramifications for people to you know um if they're idiots <laughs> You should not do business with them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, do I want them to all lose their jobs? I mean, I don't know. Like there's like certain stuff on there. Like I don't think that I I don't think that your first amendment rights means you get to be an A-hole to everybody, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then and then not receive any consequences for it. Um, but I also think that this mob collective mentality of who who gets to say what and it's just out there in Twitter land and whatever else that's that's also probably not right so like some sort of a at least a good conversation Mm -hmm. about it and that's what i think he has provided
1: well and a lot of companies have like you know morally moral like have parts of their contracts of like code of conduct kind of things like if you are doing these kinds of things in your private life and we find out about it we have the right to fire you yeah. if you want to. Uh,
0: yeah, absolutely. So. And um, I don't. I mean, even with uh, stuff with like, have you seen the stuff with TikTok lately? Like it's a Chinese based company and there's like questions of its intelligence, like what, what kind of uh, oh, I hadn't stuff that, that they're getting from you when you're, it's mm. installed on your mm-hmm. phone. And so you've got all of these companies going, Will, we're going to mandate that you take TikTok off your phone, the most growing, oh, yeah. so, fastest growing social media out. The platform out there and amazon recently said take it off your phone and then they came back and said no you can do it it's just like <laughs> i don't know it's just it's yeah it's weird like what qualifies is then uh
1: yeah so if you're as a company if you're really worried about that then you and you need your employees to have phones that they do work stuff on then you need to provide them with phones that they do work stuff on
0: right yeah <laughs> i don't know read the article and yeah. see what you think. <laughs> I i i think it's uh at least a good conversation yeah, starter interesting. Um, and i um, i it's not behind a pay, paywall or anything you can just go to new york times and i think you get like 10 articles a month or something like that so i'll i'll post a link on my Uh, personal uh, Twitter or whatever and you can go from there so cool All right, that'll do it for this week's episode of Say Something Interesting we will be back with part two of our summer remix series at 10 o'clock on Sunday morning online only at eastlaketricities.com slash live Um, we are still kind of in obviously wait mode just like everybody else we will not be doing set up patio furniture out in front of the uptown (laughs) for serving coffee (laughs) at this this point I mean it's good but it's not that good right Um, (laughs) so make your coffee at home sit on your couch and watch us Mm. and uh, be a part of that Oh, yeah. We got a pre- we're, We are back with our pre-service. We had a few uh, hiccups last week with a few things, <laughs> and so we had to not do a pre-service <laughs> option because we were just – anyways, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But we are back this week with Is This How We Conversation Mad Libs uh, special it, yeah. with Megan and Kylie. So um, log in early, 10, 10 to 15 minutes early. Help us out, get through some Mad Libs, and get uh, get comfortable and ready to go for the talk on Sunday. And, uh, yeah, should All be right. fun. Stay safe out there. Stay nice and cool in this heat. And I saw
1: hundreds in the forecast. Did you?
0: Mm-hmm. Nice. It was yeah. nice yesterday. Yeah, it was nice. It was yesterday. glorious. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks, guys. All right,
1: bye.